This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Becky Dvorak. Becky is an author, an international prophetic healing evangelist, and a full-time missionary to Guatemala. Welcome to Messianic Vision, Becky. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, I'm very excited. Uh, Becky's brand new book is called The Healing Creed. And I just have to tell you, when I saw the book for the very first time, the word creed, it's like it just jumped off the page at me. And so what I normally do when I see a word that just intrigues me, I look it up and I see what other people have to say about it. And Becky, you probably know exactly what creed means, but I have a definition I would love to share with the folks that that are listening uh, to this program, the definition that I found for creed is an authoritative statement of fundamental beliefs and principles which guide the actions of a person or group. Now, I love that because it's not just something you believe, but it's something that you believe so strongly that it actually guides your actions. That was exciting to me. So, Becky, tell us why you wrote Mm -hmm. The Healing Creed. Well, I was studying the Apostles' Creed with my kids because I homeschooled them. And as we were studying it, you know, memorizing it and studying it, and I was, you know, I kept hearing the words, I believe, I believe, I believe. And and this Holy Spirit started speaking to me, and he said to me, you need to write a healing creed. Because many of his, he was he was speaking to me, he said, many of my people do not read their Bibles anymore. They are not being taught from their pastors what the Word says about healing, and so they are confused about healing, and they are sick and weak and dying prematurely. And he said to me, teach them. That is amazing. So you decided to do something about that. Uh, I want to take you back early on, many, many years ago. I know that you're a seer, and uh, so visions are common to you. That's uh, sort of the way the Holy Spirit communicates with you. That's not uncommon for you. But the very first time that you had an open vision in the early 90s, um, you know, I, I ask myself, and I'm sure a lot of people ask, how do you get where you are today, or what, what leads you to go into what you're doing today? And you have an answer in this vision. Tell us about that. Okay. It was um, back in the early 90s, and I was reading and studying the Word, and that night I went to sleep, and it was cold, wintry Minnesota day, or I should say evening, and and as I was sleeping, the Spirit prompted me to go into the living room. He, he woke me up and told me to go into the living room to pray. So I go into the living room, and, I, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm praying for several hours in the Spirit. And I started to see a vision. At first, I started to rub my eyes because I wasn't sure what was going on. And um, But as I began to rub my eyes, what I was seeing wasn't going away. It just became clearer and clearer until my living room actually turned into an ocean. I saw it. I heard the sounds of the wind and the waves. I felt the wind. I could hear the seabirds and and all of that going on. And in the middle was the most beautiful sunset I ever saw. And on the right side of the ocean was this little tiny sailboat. And as I observed, he was speaking to me about his plans and purposes for my life. And this little sailboat that looked so like, it looked like a toy in this immense ocean. And that was me. And, and, and this little sailboat was going back and forth, just weaving back and forth into the water. And, but as he started to speak to me about my life and, and plans about my life, that, that sailboat started to grow and it grew into a big boat. And, and it lined up to the center of the of the sunset, and it just all of a sudden it just shot straight into the sunset. And this was the start of of moving into missions, into the realm of the supernatural and the prophetic. That led me into my calling as a prophetic healing evangelist. 
That is so amazing. I just, I love that story. I loved it when you told it to me. So I uh, appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, mm -hmm. that was the beginning of you moving into what you're doing now. But I know uh, in your past and, and many, many years ago, you started serving the Lord. You became filled with the Holy Spirit. You wanted to serve and have developed such a passion for getting people healed. Where did that passion come from? Well, it comes from an intimate relationship with the Father because as being a missionary and a Christian, and I had a good relationship, I really did with the Holy Spirit. And and I did see amazing things in life. But, you know, I was hungry for, for more of Him, to know Him in a deeper way. And I knew there was more of Him to be had. And and so I started seeking Him with, with, with everything within me. And I know that when we get serious with God, He gets serious with us. And and people ask me, where did you get this passion from? I hear that question a lot. And, you know, it really does come from the heart of the Father. Jesus paid a heavy price to see His people healed and delivered, and He wishes, above all things, that, that we, His people, would prosper and be in health. And he's given to us all authority over Satan and all of his wicked works. And according to to Deuteronomy 28, sickness and disease are part of the curse. And he's given us authority over these things. And I like how Jesus says in John 10.10, 10, it's one of my favorite verses. It says that the thief who is Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And so I ask people, what does sickness and disease do? They steal. What do they steal? They steal your your health, your finances, your hope, your peace. Sickness and disease also kills. Obviously, it kills the body, but it kills also other things, hopes and dreams. And it also destroys hopes, dreams, future, relationships. It, it's very destructive. But I like Jesus says in this, and he's talking of himself, he says, But I have come that, that you may have life and life in abundance. He didn't just come so that we will have eternal life with him, which, and I'm not minimizing that in any way because that's the greatest thing we can have, but he also came to give us life in abundance on this earth so that we can walk in health and healing because he wants us to be strong because the church, I, I, I've never seen the God's people, the church, so sick and weak as they are now, and that's not right. He came to give us life and life in abundance, and He desires that we are strong and healthy in spirit, soul, and in body, so that we can be about our Heavenly Father's business and win souls, bring people into His kingdom before it's too late. And so all of this really birthed out of desiring to have a deeper, intimate relationship with Him. And for just to know him more and to have just that real deep, real, true, intimate relationship with him. That's mm -hmm. where it started mm -hmm. for me. You know, Becky, I like the way you described it. You said that um, just recently, even, you had a prophetic dream about this, and it was about about the church and the need for the church to be able to actually believe again. Tell me about that dream. Okay, one night I was, um, I had this dream it was a dream from God, and I saw a very tall but barren tree, and it was planted by a brook that flowed with life in the midst of a very bountiful meadow. And beneath the tree sat many of God's people, and they were bound to wheelchairs. It was very disturbing. They lacked, they lacked the strength to sit upright. In fact, they're all leaning to the left. They were very pale and lifeless and and what was so disturbing to me was the, their their expression was so, they were so full of despair. And they looked toward heaven sitting in their wheelchairs, and they were convinced that God was not willing to heal them and doubtful that he was even able to heal them. Mm. And the interpretation of this dream is very revealing that the body of Christ is opposing God's health plan. The tree should be flourishing. God's people should be flourishing because he's given us everything, but we're not. The body of Christ needs to learn how to believe again. 
and exercise their authority as believers, stand against the enemy that has them bound. Jesus is both willing and able to heal us. And we, the church, we need to align ourselves with God's healing message. The bondage of suffering has been broken, and God's people are healed in spirit, in soul, and in body. You know, something you said, uh, Becky, that I love, you said God's health plan. There's a lot of talk about health plans and insurance and uh, different types of health care uh, these days. I mean, everywhere people are talking about health plans. And you said God's health plan. So if the church is going to believe again, that's what we need to believe in, God's health plan. Is that right? Mm-hmm, it is. He's provided us with spiritual means to restore health, to keep us healthy and strong. God reveals this in Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 22, and I want to read this so that I get it right. It says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. I like that health plan. How about you? <laughs> I'm sure everybody <laughs> Me too. Everybody out there listening. I absolutely um, do. Yes, Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. Um, look that up for yourself and read it. Read it out loud. That is a great health plan. That's the one that I want. Um, you know what? I, I know that, that you've been in ministry for many, many years, Becky, but there was a time uh, about 16 years ago when you were actually commissioned by God to move into a different level of what you had been doing. Will you tell me about that? Yes, I'd love to. I was in Nigeria at the time for a week-long healing crusade with with um, three other people. And, and I went with to be a support and to learn, and I wasn't sure why, but God was calling me to go there with for this week-long um, healing campaign, and I was there, and I remember being in the midst of the people, and I started to weep, and I, I mean, I just couldn't, it was uncontrollable weeping, and I was, and I was saying to God, because I couldn't get it to stop, and I'm saying to God, what are you doing to me, because you did this to me 10 years ago, the first time I went to to Guatemala, you broke my heart, and what are you doing now? And and that night when I was in my hotel room, God started to speak to me, and he said that, that I needed to prepare for the next step in my ministry. I was being taken to a different level, like you said. And when I got back home to Guatemala, he told me very specifically, he said to that I was to start to study healing and healing only until he told me differently. And and so for the next two years, I studied healing and healing only. And also during this time, he called me to fast, you know, long, very serious 40-day fast. And in one year, he had me fast, three 40-day fasts in one year. I've never heard of that. I, I did a three-day fast one time. <laughs> that, you know, and I really felt called to it, and I really, I really got some results from it. But I cannot imagine in my human self doing a forty-day fast, let alone three forty-day fasts in a year. Uh, do you feel like that that was a supernatural thing, and that you were in a place where God was really teaching and ministering to you in in order to even be able to do that? Yes, um, this was definitely called of God, and I didn't know that He was going to ask me to do it one time, let alone three times. I had no inkling, and I'm glad he didn't tell me. <laughs> um, but, you know, they were hard. It was hard. It was so hard on the flesh. I mean, I thought at times I was going to die. You know, it was just like, but, you know, I just think God had to break me, break me of my will, break me, just break me. And, you know, and the good thing about it is, you know, when God breaks you, you know, like how, how okay, we have horses here, and we have to, we have to break their wild will and mm-hmm. to bring them into submission. Yes. And so that they can be trained into doing what what we need them to do. And I kind of felt like that, you know, that God was breaking me and, and so that so that I could be moldable 
so that I could do as he instructed me to do. It was hard. It was so hard. But on the other side of it, yes, the physical was extremely difficult, but the spiritual end of it was so supernatural. It was amazing. And I really do, I mean, I don't even just believe, I know that that is where the prophetic gifts, giftings within myself, they were just sharpened. Mm. Um, I mean, he taught me and trained me in healing. It was amazing. And this went on for two years, is that correct? Yes, for two years. But, you know, the supernatural, it just opened up to me in, in a very amazing way. You know, part of your story there when God was speaking to you is uh, is telling you to prepare for the next step of your ministry because he was going to take you to a different level. And I'm sure you didn't even know what that yeah. meant. You know, what you know what level, what ministry, where am I going, what am I going to need, what's going to be happening, what am I going to be doing, so many questions, I'm sure. But then after that two mm-hmm. years ended, oh, my goodness, Becky, the most amazing story Um Tell me about your son, Marcos. Okay. Marcos is our youngest adopted child. We have three biological adult children, grandchildren, the whole bit. And we have a children's home, and we adopted five boys, and Marcos is the youngest. And during this two-year training with, with the Holy Spirit, it was purely guided by the Holy Spirit, I had no idea what was coming. And And... And I understand now why the Lord took me, and I thank the Lord over and over that I was obedient, and I did fast, and that I did read and study the Word with everything that was in me concerning healing. And so we received a little boy named Marcos when he was one day old. His mother tried to abort him numerous times, and the third time she went to a hospital, and and they would have removed him. But a Christian nurse went up to this woman and just said to her in private, not with condemnation, but she just said, please don't do this. If you really don't want him, we will find someone that does. That was a very desperate woman in a desperate situation. She didn't know what to do. She didn't have money. She already had children. She washed clothes in a river and made tortillas, and she couldn't even make basic ends meet. And so a woman, a Christian nurse, went up to her and gave her a plan of action. And I think that's what so many people need. And so and so she gave birth to the baby. It was a boy. And we received him when he was one day old. And we named him Marcos. And now I'm going to speed this up a little bit. Marcos is now one month old. And I remember that, that day very clearly. You know, we had, were in the children's home. And my husband and I, you know, we were taking care of the kids and that. That day, I happened to be making lunch. We always took turns doing everything. And and I remember seeing my husband holding Marcos when he was one month old and just cooing and playing with him, you know, like you do with a little baby. And everything was fine. Everything was normal until that evening. I went and I laid Marcos down because I fed him, I changed him, I burped him, did everything that you do with a little baby. Then I laid him down. And then David and I... And all the other kids were eating dinner. And as soon as I got done eating, I felt like I needed to go check on Marcos. I just think it was so spirit-led. And as I walked into the bedroom, I saw something was wrong with, with Marcos. And I called my husband, and he came immediately. And within three minutes, he rushed into a hospital. And I was not able to go with him because we had all these other kids and four other babies. It's a children's home. And um, and I had no idea what was going on with Marcos or what I had walked into, but later I was to find out that I walked into sudden infant death syndrome, and Marcos's heart had had been pumping dry, and it exploded within him, and his and and, and his blood and pieces of his lungs came up out of his nose. And the doctors had pronounced Marcos dead. Now, I had no way of knowing what was happening with David and Marcos, nor did David know what was happening with me and the Holy Spirit at that time. And what what was happening at home during this time? When he was at the hospital, what were you doing? As soon as David and Marcos left to rush to the hospital, 
um, I gathered all the little kids that, that were living with us, and I said, we need to pray for Marcos right now. And you know, I just say, you know, bless their hearts. They prayed in, in the way they knew how. Right. And then I told them, you need to behave. And they were just totally frightened because of everything that was going on. And I said, Mom's going into her bedroom, and I'm and I'm praying, and I don't want any interruptions here. And and I went in my room, and I prayed in the Spirit. You know, Shabbat I I believe in praying in tongues. I'm not ashamed of it. And I just was praying in the Spirit, and it was very, very intense time of praying in the spirit and i don't know how long it went on but it went on for a long time and you have to know there was no communication between david and i because um we didn't have a a a landline you know those took like eight to twelve years and even if you ever got them they would steal the all the cables and everything so you wouldn't even have them And, and cell phones just came in into guatemala and we had we had one of them and but with one, we couldn't communicate with one another, right. you know? Right, So we had no communication between us. And and as I'm praying very intensely in, in the Spirit, all of a sudden, the Lord, the voice of the Lord breaks into my natural realm, just like I'm speaking to you, and He called me by name. He said, Becky. And I answered Him. I wasn't afraid. I, I knew who He was immediately, and I said, What? And he said, you need to command the spirit of death to come out of Marcos now. And I immediately said aloud, because I'd been praying in the spirit, I, I, I said, in Jesus' name, I renounce the spirit of death over Marcos, and I release the spirit of life to flow into him in Jesus' name. Then the Lord spoke to me again audibly, and he said, now, Becky, you need to speak to his spirit directly. No one had ever taught me that, except that in his word, we, we have examples where Jesus spoke, and he sent his word, and it healed the people. You know, there's the power of the spoken word, and there's no there's no distance in the spirit realm. And so I heard myself say um, out loud to Marcos, and I called him by name. I didn't know where he was. I didn't know what was going on. I just said, Marcos, I know in the natural realm there's a distance between us, but in the spirit realm, there is no distance. Marcos, I need you to start breathing on your own now. And I heard myself say out loud, breathe, breathe, breathe. I had no idea that Marcos had been pronounced dead and no one was with him and that his blood and pieces of his lungs were just pouring out of his nose. I had no way of knowing that. It was totally led by the Holy Spirit. And while David was was signing the paperwork, you know, they, they were walking him through the motions at the hospital, and, you know, there's grief, there's shock, everything's happening because he can see what's going on. I mean, he's right there. And I have no idea this is going on. They have him signing paperwork over another place, and all of a sudden, no one is with Marcos. No one, no one is working on Marcos. It already been pronounced dead, and all of a sudden, Marcos, they heard Marcos take this big grasp for breath. <gasps> what was upon him? It was the spirit of life, and by the true power of faith. I mean, it's a long testimony. There's more than I can go into here. But by the true power of faith, we believed and we received a new heart because his heart had blown up a new set of lungs because the same thing had happened. His lungs, they didn't just stop. His heart didn't just stop. They blew up, and they came out in little pieces. And we received a new set of kidneys because they were dead, and his body was swollen, and he was dying from the poison. And and then we had a new brain because he had been declared brain dead. It was amazing. This whole thing was so amazing. It's the most amazing miracle I've ever witnessed, and I've witnessed many miracles. But this is the most amazing. And Marcos was dead, but he's now alive. And we recently celebrated his 14th birthday for the glory of the Lord. And this testimony, it's breathtaking. It's real. But he taught so much, and I, I just thank the Lord over and over that I was obedient. You know, how many times does God speak to us? 
and we don't obey him. Yes. And then we wonder mm-hmm. why later, why things have gone bad. And I believe that he's been trying to speak to us to prepare, to prepare spiritually so we can fight. And so I thank the Lord every day <laughs> that I was obedient and that I did pray and I did fast and I did study the word for healing for those two years because it has opened up a whole new world and my son is alive. Becky, do you think you would have had any uh, knowledge or understanding to move into action like you did so quickly had you not just come through that intense two years of being trained by God? No, I would not. I I would not have known what really to do, and Marcos would not be alive. And you know what? The thing that really is so wonderful to me about that, you spent that two years and God training you and the Spirit training you, and now you have put this training into action to teach other people, to equip other people to do exactly what you've been taught to do by the Spirit. So I thank you for that, and I'm sure everyone that's listening is going to thank you for that. Well, we're going to take a break. Um, We've been listening to Becky Dvorak, and today we're making available to everyone that's listening, Becky brand new book, The Healing Creed. Now, this is a revolutionary work that shows you how to believe in, activate, and experience the supernatural demonstration of Jesus' healing power. Also, Becky has prepared three CDs, a teaching series for you. CD one and two, Redeemed from the Curse. And then CD number three, oh my, I can't wait for you to hear this. It's called The Truth About Healing. Well, you have just heard the amazing testimony of Becky's son, Marcos, being raised from the dead. And I'm sure you want to find out exactly what happens next. So stay with us. Have you ever asked these questions? Why aren't my prayers for healing being answered? Is it God's will to heal all the time? How do I activate the healing promises of God in my life and in my ministry to others? As a healing evangelist, Becky Dvorak has seen many healed all over the world, and she has taught ordinary believers how to pray for the sick and see them healed, delivered, and saved. Now she wants to mentor you. As a healing evangelist, I travel around to many churches, and I have never seen the church so sick as she is today. And people no longer have a foundation to believe in for their healing. Call now and get Becky Dvorak's brand new powerful book and three-part audio CD teaching series, The Healing Creed, plus her personalized 5 by 7 Healing Creed laminated insert. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9456. Becky Dvorak's brand new revelatory book, The Healing Creed, shows you how to believe in, activate, and experience the supernatural demonstration of the Lord's healing power. It includes a blend of practical teaching and powerful first-hand healing testimonies. You will also receive Becky's The Healing Creed, an anointed three-part audio CD teaching series by Becky Dvorak. It will demonstrate how you can believe in, activate, and experience the supernatural demonstration of Jesus' healing power. It contains two of Becky's most anointed teachings, redeemed from the curse of the law and the truth about healing. Through this series, you will learn how to apply the blood covenant of Jesus and release miracles into impossible situations. Appropriate the redemptive work provided by the cross over every curse and disease. Activate the healing promises of God and stand firm against sickness. Access the untapped healing power of repentance and forgiveness. Authoritatively pray against sickness with confidence and boldness to release victorious healing. This message is so practical and easy to grasp that children are not only receiving their own healing, but also praying for others to be healed too. I am seeing people in the United States as well as other parts of the world through this teaching. Their blind eyes are being opened, the deaf are hearing, the mute are speaking, paralytics are walking in the United States as well. HIV, cancers, diabetes, you name it, are being healed when they hear the truth of healing. Plus, when you call, while supplies last, you will also receive her handy 5x7 personalized laminated insert, so you will be able to decree and declare the healing creed over yourself wherever you go. Let me tell you something. Once you grab this in your spirit, it'll make you so, it's so much easier to grab hold of healing and an added bonus. This was my idea. The Healing Creed on a laminated insert. I want you to put it in any book you have 
or any Bible you have and read it every day because that's what you're going to live on from now on. Don't miss out on getting Becky Dvorak's brand new powerful book and three-part audio CD teaching series, The Healing Creed, plus her personalized 5x7 Healing Creed laminated insert. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9456. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9456 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Well, welcome back to Messianic Vision. Uh, I am here with Becky Dvorak and her brand new book is called The Healing Creed. And Becky, you were telling us about a time that the Lord called you and commissioned you into a two-year-long study of, of healing, only healing. And, and he taught you some things during that two years that, that was just a revelation to you. What was one of the first things that he taught you? He taught me my identity in Christ. During this time, God revealed many things to me, but the first was that you must understand who you are in Christ and who He is in you in order to walk in the supernatural. And once you know this, once you understand this, that His authority that He's given to us, it just automatically comes. But first you have to know who you are. You know, I hear a lot of people talk about that identity, 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 but the way you teach it to me is is so clear. When I read the book, when I listened to your teachings, I love that. Um, uh, once you understand your identity, then your authority comes automatically or more naturally. Um, and, and this line just blew me away. You said, I'll, I'll let you say it, what does the enemy know? He knows when you know who you are, and he knows when you don't. He knows. I remember being in 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 Tanzania in the Maasai land, and it's, they're all controlled by the devil, by demonic spirits through the witch doctors. It's a very dark place spiritually. And I remember I went in for a week, and no one had ever done this, believe it or not. No one had ever gone into the Maasai land, into this area where we were. And, and did a healing conference. And so we did a week-long healing conference, and I taught them their identity, their authority, just like God taught me and about being redeemed from the curse. And I remember one night we were setting up the Jesus film, and we were just sitting on some chairs outside, and, and the left side were all huddled around us. And out of nowhere, out of the darkness, came a demoniac man that I'd never heard about before, he never showed up at one of the meetings before that, and and he, he was just totally possessed. And he came and he and he came running and he knelt down at my feet, and in perfect English with no accent, he the demons in him cried out and said, "Why have you come to torment us?" Hmm. And I was so shocked because what had I been teaching them? their identity, mm-hmm. and I was discovering who I was in Christ, and I, I realized that the enemy knows when you know who you are and when you don't, and it makes a difference. You know, I have always been told, uh, because I have a fear of dogs, and I've always been told, you know, don't don't act afraid around them because they know when you're afraid. And so I'm like, I am afraid. <laughs> so so I don't get around <laughs> dogs very often. I'm afraid. So, um, but I love the way you say that because if you know who you are and the enemy knows when you know that, Wow, that is a revelation. Tell me about the vision you had of a microscope. We were talking about the authority. Uh, Once you know your identity, the authority comes naturally uh, and automatically. Mm -hmm. You had a vision of a microscope. I did. I said, I mean, like I said before, I'm very visual with God, and God's very visual with me. I'm a seer. And so anyway, I asked the Lord for an explanation of why we have authority over all sickness and disease, because as a healing evangelist, I'm asked questions all the time. And I know that we have it, and because of what Jesus did, but I wanted something visual, something that people could take and run with it. And um, he answered me with, with a vision and a scripture. I immediately saw myself looking into a very large microscope, and on the plate of glass, he told me was sickness and disease. 
And he asked me, what do you see? And I said, I see them moving. And he said to me, they're moving. Um, and, and it's because sickness and disease are made up of microscopic living organisms that move, that get inside the body, and they make people sick. And then he immediately gave me the scripture from Genesis 1.28. And that says, then God blessed them, and God said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the water and the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And according to this, we've been given dominion over everything that lives and moves on this earth, including sickness and disease, because they're just little teeny tiny microscopic living organisms that move. We've been given dominion over every living thing that moves on this earth. And just because we can't see them doesn't mean we don't have authority over them, and we do. And so we are to dominate, which means to control, govern, rule by superior authority or power. And he's given us dominion over these microscopic organisms, including sickness and disease. Well, I have to say a big amen to that, and I know I've said this before, but <laughs> some of the things that you are teaching in your book and some of the things that you share, um, I've just never heard them this way. I know you you teach. When I first started listening to your CDs, the first thing that I thought about, it's as if someone like a friend or uh, someone has come over to your house and you're sitting down and you're, you're teaching in a very practical and casual way that it feels like it's just intimate. And and so when I listen to your teaching, mm -hmm. that's the way it makes me feel. So I just thought, you know, our audience is going to get so much out of it because it's just right down where you live. It's practical. It's intimate. It's casual. Um, that's just one of the things that I love about it so much. And I had never heard it put like this. I've heard that scripture so many times about having dominion over the fish, the birds, and every living thing that moves. And that's what you saw and the Lord telling you that, that sickness and disease are made up of all these li living things that move. So anyway, thank you for that. So I'm sure that everybody that's listening is going to love that too. And also even even more teaching when they get your, your wonderful book and CDs. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the creed. You know, you've been teaching others, you've been ministering to others, and God spoke to you, as you said earlier, to write a creed for healing Tell us a little bit about the creed. What's in it? How is it constructed? I know that you personalize it. Uh, just tell me a little bit about that. Okay, the healing creed. It's taken from scriptures about healing from God's Word because, you know, like we have the Apostles' Creed. It's, it's, it's taken right from the Bible about different things that happened to Jesus, and that's why that's who we believe in. And God told me, that I was to write this healing creed, and it was to be scriptural, and so that the people that don't read the Word or have never been taught healing will hear it, and they will, and they will say, yes, this is in God's Word. They can't refute it. And, and it's, like I said, it's scriptural, and it's to do how that Jesus actually is very holistic. He wants us to be healed in spirit, soul, and in body, because many people don't believe in physical healing. Many people don't even believe that God wants to heal us in our soulish realm, in the mind and the emotions. Many Christians only believe that He wants to heal us spiritually, which is to forgive our sins and to have eternal life. And yes, that is the main part, but He wants us to live life here on earth in abundance and, and to live life abundantly. And so He's provided all these benefits for us so that we could be healed and made whole. And this, Becky, this creed is a compilation, you said, of, of what you have learned about healing and what you teach about healing. This is a compilation of those teachings, right? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. it's, it's key scriptures that I, that I use, that I teach, and, and that I go more into depth, you know, in the book about, but so that he just said to write this creed and make it strong, make it scriptural, and so that we can we can take it and we can we can start to quote it, get that get that word that we speak 
his word deep down into our hearts because what's in the heart comes out of the mouth and what comes out of the mouth actually comes into being. I noticed a couple of things about it. First of all, I noticed that you personalized it. You know, when people are reading it or when they're um, studying it, you personalized it. Yes, because we need it to be personal. Um, You know, it's kind of like this. You know, we learn from, we can learn from old mana, you know, what people used to do or 50 years ago, people were healed of this, that, and the other thing. And that's all great. We can learn from it, but we can't live off of it. We need fresh manna for today. And God is saying his people are perishing for a lack of knowledge and many even reject it. And this is wrong. And so the church is sick, she's weak, and she's dying prematurely. And so they can't accomplish their destiny, their purpose on this earth, which is to win people to Jesus, right? Right, right. And to increase his kingdom. And so it's very important that we get the healing message deep into our own spirits so that we can learn to believe again. And you know what? Um, You also ask people not to just read it, not to just study it, but actually to say it out loud. What, What is that for? Yes. Because according to Proverbs 18.21, there's the power of life and death in the tongue. Every word that we're speaking is, is producing something. It's either producing life or it's producing death. And so and, and we've become very careless because, for one, many don't realize that there's power in the words that they speak. And many Christians have taken on the world's ways, and the world is very negative. They're very—I mean, everybody can say hip, hip, hurrah when you speak about, you know, someone speaking about they're going to die. You know, not that, you know, they want them to die, but you, but when you—I'm when, serious. When you start when you interject and say, yes, but God wants us to live and we can be healed and, you know, going on, going on into God's positive message about— health and healing, they'll rise up against you because they don't understand the power of words. Mm-hmm. And and I always teach it this way, you know, if if you continue to say over and over that you're a poor person, you know what you're going to be? A you're poor person. Poor. If you right. continue to say you're sick and tired, you're going to eventually become sick and tired. If you say God never listens to me, guess what? You're not going to be heard. Why? Because because it's faith that gets his attention. Faith is what pleases God. And God, his vocabulary is very radical, and healing vocabulary is super radical. And and the world does not like it, but we're to be in this world and not of the world, and we need to start learning how to speak God's Word, how to use God's vocabulary, which releases healing and miracles. Yes, yes. Uh, Well, we're going to take a break, and uh, I just want to encourage everyone listening to put the healing creed to work in your life. Uh, We want you to experience the healing promises of Jesus today, so so please make sure you get this. Um, Sid's going to tell you how you can get Becky's brand new book and her three CD teaching series at the end of this program, so be sure and get ready for that. When we come back, Becky provides a perfect blend of practical teaching and powerful firsthand first-hand healing testimonies. So we'll be back in just a moment. Have you ever asked these questions? Why aren't my prayers for healing being answered? Is it God's will to heal all the time? How do I activate the healing promises of God in my life and in my ministry to others? As a healing evangelist, Becky Dvorak has seen many healed all over the world, and she has taught ordinary believers how to pray for the sick and see them healed, delivered, and saved. Now she wants to mentor you. As a healing evangelist, I travel around to many churches, and I have never seen the church so sick as she is today and people no longer have a foundation to believe in 
for their healing. Call now and get Becky Dvorak's brand new powerful book and three-part audio CD teaching series, The Healing Creed, plus her personalized 5x7 Healing Creed laminated insert. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9456. Becky Dvorak's brand new revelatory book, The Healing Creed, shows you how to believe in, activate, and experience the supernatural demonstration of the Lord's healing power. It includes a blend of practical teaching and powerful first-hand healing testimonies. You will also receive Becky's The Healing Creed, an anointed three-part audio CD teaching series by Becky Dvorak. It will demonstrate how you can believe in, activate, and experience the supernatural demonstration of Jesus' healing power. It contains two of Becky's most anointed teachings, redeemed from the curse of the law and the truth about healing. Through this series, you will learn how to apply the blood covenant of Jesus and release miracles into impossible situations, appropriate the redemptive work provided by the cross over every curse and disease, activate the healing promises of God and stand firm against sickness, access the untapped healing power of repentance and forgiveness, authoritatively pray against sickness with confidence and boldness to release victorious healing. This message is so practical and easy to grasp that children are not only receiving their own healing, but also praying for others to be healed too. I am seeing people in the United States as well as other parts of the world through this teaching. Their blind eyes are being opened, the deaf are hearing, the mute are speaking, paralytics are walking in the United States as well. HIV, cancers, diabetes, you name it, are being healed when they hear the truth of healing. Plus, when you call, while supplies last, you will also receive her handy 5x7 personalized laminated insert, so you will be able to decree and declare the healing creed over yourself wherever you go. Let me tell you something. Once you grab this in your spirit, it'll make you so, it's so much easier to grab hold of healing and an added bonus. This was my idea. The Healing Creed on a laminated insert. I want you to put it in any book you have or any Bible you have and read it every day because that's what you're going to live on from now on. Don't miss out on getting Becky Dvorak's brand new powerful book and three-part audio CD teaching series, The Healing Creed, plus her personalized 5x7 Healing Creed laminated insert. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9456. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9456 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Well, welcome back to Messianic Vision. We've been talking with Becky Dvorak. Um, Becky, you talked a little bit about uh, God being willing and able to heal. And I know once we get that settled in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits, once that is settled, if we still are not getting the answers that, that we're asking for or looking for in healing, uh, is there some kind of a spiritual inventory or something that we can kind of look at and and see what might be uh, blocking this for us? Yes, there is. And I teach people to take the time to examine your own heart and ask yourself the following questions. Because for one, it is never God who's withholding healing. He's already done it. He's already given it to us. So when we aren't being healed, people tend to blame God. And, and that's not right. And it's like I said, I've learned not to do that, but to take the spiritual inventory. And I ask myself, you know, I examine my heart just as I would as if I were taking communion. I, I, ask, I ask myself, do I have hurts and unforgiveness? Am I speaking the blessings, the promises of God over my life? Have I lost my focus? Am I centered on the sickness only when I should be centered on Jesus and his healing power? Do I really believe that God is for me and not against me? Becky, those are great, great pieces of information and great teaching for those people that are listening that, that might be in that spot, that might be praying and believing and waiting and still have not seen a, a healing manifest. That's great information for them and things that they can do. Will you take just a moment and pray for those people now? Yes, I'd love to. Let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, we pray for our brothers and sisters that are struggling right now, that are in a battle between life and death, or that have been that have been 
searching and seeking healing for so long, and they're growing weary in their spirits. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would send your ministering angels to minister to them, to and that you would learn and remember to pray in the Spirit, to build up their faith, and that they would not give up and grow weary in well-doing, but that they would train their faith, they would strengthen their faith and read the healing scriptures, and they would learn to believe you again for their healing. And whatever is blocking their healing right now, if they are in unforgiveness towards another, bring to their remembrance the, the name or the names of the people that they need to forgive so that their own sins are forgiven and there is nothing blocking their healing, that they would that they would release these people from their bitterness and their vengeance so that they themselves can be healed in Jesus' name. Father God, speaking wrong words, curses over their bodies in Jesus' name, teach them how to speak words of healing and health over their bodies in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray that they would remove their focus from the sickness and disease, and they would get their eyes centered, fixed on you as their healer, their deliverer. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Becky, for that. Um, you know, something that I have heard all my life, um, I, I think it's just natural for people to assume that as we get older and our bodies age and get older, that uh, we tend to believe that pain and sickness would just be a natural part of our life. Uh, what do you say about that? Well, I don't agree with that. Um, if we would look into the Psalms, and Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5, where it talks about where, where David is talking and, and he's speaking. And, and, and it's a word for us today as well, that we are not to forget God's benefits. We are to remember all that he has done for us. And it says at the end of this, in verse 5, it says, And our youth will be renewed like the eagles. Our youth will be renewed like the eagles. Eagles are very strong creatures. Yes. And as we for, as we remember all that he has done for us, and we bless him for all of these things, and we, and we take his benefits that he gave to us at such a high price, our youth will be renewed like the eagles. Wow, that sounds pretty exciting. Um, you know, uh, talking about the elder, elderly and uh, uh, people getting older, you had a testimony that was just so amazing about an elderly couple who came into a meeting that you were having. And um, one of them, uh, the lady, the wife, had MS and the husband had Parkinson's disease. Will you share that testimony with us? Yes, Um Last year, I was in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and I was and I was ministering at an all-day healing seminar, teaching the people how to heal and for themselves, and how to receive he- you know how to receive healing and how to minister healing to others. And we were at the very end of an all-day seminar, and we were going to start praying for for one another because I want them to be able to put what they've learned into practice. And in walks an elderly couple into the church building, and the husband, he's a real tall man, the husband is in a wheelchair, and we are to find out that he's suffering from Parkinson's disease, and his wife, who was pushing the wheelchair, was suffering from MS. And there was a lady in there named Betty. Betty is also from Harrisonburg, Virginia. <clears throat> and she, I had asked her to share her testimony because a few months before that, I was, I was in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and and Betty was at this healing um, service, and she received healing and was healed from Parkinson's disease. And I had just had her share her amazing testimony about how she was healed and what happened and all of that. And in walks this elderly couple, 
And we all knew that there, this was a divine appointment. And it appeared that this couple didn't know anybody in the seminar. It, it seemed that way. And I don't know how she heard of it other than I know they were advertising it, but also that the woman said that God told her that they were to go. And so they didn't come for the seminar. They came at the very end, just as we were going to get ready to pray for people and minister healing. So I looked at Betty, who had just been healed from Parkinson's disease a few a few months earlier, and she just shared her testimony with us to come. We were going to lay hands on this man to be healed from Parkinson's disease. And so I renounced the spirit of premature death, Parkinson's disease, a paralytic spirit, and nerve damage. And I commanded in the name of Jesus that the man be loosed and to be free to walk again and that all his bodily functions become normal. And what were the results of that, Becky? It was amazing. His precious wife is standing there watching all that's taking place with tears running down her face as she's witnessing her husband's body come back to life. I mean, he, his knees and everything were frozen, so he couldn't, he couldn't get up and walk anymore or anything. And we got him up, and at first his feet were dragging on the carpet, and, but little by little you could see his knees were coming, were coming unfrozen. They were straightening up, so he was getting even taller. <laughs> and he started lifting his feet, and it was just amazing. And then, this, you know, this woman, she's crying as she's, witnessing this and we asked her do you have a need for healing and she just kind of looked at us and she said well I am suffering from MS and we said well why would you want to hold on to that (laughs) we're going to release healing into your body and so the men were working with 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 the man that was being healed just miraculously and, and and walking and everything it was just glorious and so the ladies and I went to minister healing to the woman, and we renounced the MS and everything that was she was suffering. And she just started to cry all the harder because, because all, the, all the symptoms of MS started to leave her body one by one. It was just, it was a glorious, a glorious way to end this healing seminar. That does sound glorious. Um, I know that, Becky, you are a prophetic healing evangelist, which, of course, means that that prophecy is a big part of of how you minister and how God uses you. Um, There was a little boy who was 11 years old, and uh, through uh, something that God revealed to you prophetically, you were able to minister healing and deliverance uh, to this young boy. Will you tell us that story? Mm-hmm. This young boy's name is Siparoni. He's a Maasai boy, and at the time he was 11 years old, and something had happened to him, and and he couldn't walk on all fours. He crawled around. Um, it was the first time that I had experienced ministering to someone with what we called a Nebuchadnezzar spirit. He acted like an animal in every way, and... And the parents didn't know what to do. They brought him to witch doctors, you know, which made it worse. And then they brought him to, you know, regular medical doctors, and and they didn't know what to do. And so they were trying to do these treatments with his spine, which made which caused a lot of damage to this boy. And, and in reality, they were trying to treat a spiritual problem as if it were physically, because they didn't understand it. And so I had been, my husband and I had been way out in the, in, in a Maasai tribe and in the Serengeti Plains of Africa. And we were asked after doing this healing seminar if we would come to this man's village and pray for this young boy, Sipironi. And of course we said we would, so we took this long drive out there and... And when we got there, we stepped out of the vehicle, and we were instantly surrounded by the Maasai warriors and other people. It was evening, the sun was setting, and many of the people were drunk, and the majority were very curious to know who we were and what were we doing there. And as we made, through, as we made our way through the people, we found this 11-year-old boy 
this young boy could not walk upright. He crawled around on all fours, and he was not right in his spirit. So we found we found his mother's hut, and and we got him there. Remember, he he walked around on all fours, and he did everything like an animal would do. And we're sitting there. I found a little place to sit on a little log, and, and the Maasai warriors were all around me, and they were mocking me. There was a very mocking spirit there. And I just had to just push through and ignore it. And, and I'm asking, I'm praying in the spirit, and I asked the Holy Spirit, please reveal what has happened to this boy because no one knows, and so no one knows how to, how to minister, how to heal him. And so I laid my hand on him, and the young boy just started rolling and thrashing all over the ground. And, and the Holy Spirit started to reveal to me what he called and said to me, the secret things. And when he said the secret things, I saw my hand take and push a wooden door open. And the Lord revealed to me that the warriors that were mocking me were the very same people that had abused this boy along with the witch doctor. And, and, and everything I was seeing through an interpreter... I was saying, this is what I see. Did this happen to you? And he would stop rolling around, and he'd say, yes, and then continue to flash around. And so we started praying in the Spirit, and we joined our faith together and rebuked the demons that were destroying and controlling him, and we commanded the, re- the recreation of his brain and his spine because it was a nervous system because it was both physical and spiritual, everything that had happened to him. And we commanded anything else that had been damaged to be healed or recreated so all that, so all the systems of his body would function together in harmony so he could walk again. We stood him up and commanded him to walk. And he started to walk, but with great effort, he was just jerking, and, and it was very laborsome, and he grew very tired. So we sat him down in the chair to rest, and he fell asleep for several hours. Now, I see, because I've ministered to many people with brain injuries and, and problems with the brain, and I see over and over, after I lay hands on them for healing, they will go into a deep sleep. I see it over and over, when they wake up, they wake up healed. And there was no difference for this young boy. He, he fell into a deep sleep, and so we had to go do some other ministry in another place. And so we left, and we were going to come back right afterwards. We went out and did this other ministry, and we, came, we drove back, and we drove back. We were in the drive and waiting for someone to open up this gate, and, and we could see because our vehicle was on a hill, and we could see someone that we didn't know there, and it was a young boy, and I'm looking, everybody's saying, who is he, who is he, and I'm looking, I'm like going, oh my goodness, it's Ciparoni, and I jumped out of the truck, and we went running to each other. That young boy said, that he got so tired, he went into a deep sleep. And when he woke up, he just stood up and started walking. That boy was playing soccer and walking and in his right mind that very day. It was so amazing. And and the joy that just emanated from his, from his face, it was con- so contagious. And, and word spreads really fast, even though you're out in the serendipity plains where the lions and and the elephants and the zebras and everything like word traveled so fast yes. there and people started to come and see his healing and because he had been healed people from other villages came and we were told that four to five hundred people received jesus because of this boy's healing testimony and deliverance and they said they saw the finger of God, and signs and wonders they point to Jesus and win win the loss to Him. Wow, that is such a wonderful story. I know Sid always says, uh, you know, being Jewish, he said that the, the Jews require a sign. So when we have the supernatural happening and signs and wonders, I think it's uh, it's definitely the Jews require a sign. But I think a lot of us require a sign, don't we? Um, unfortunately, but yes, but, mm-hmm. but seeing a sign and a wonder like that that they just knew and even called that said that they saw the finger of God. Um, 
And, and there was no mistake in that it was miraculous, that it was supernatural. So all of these people, you know, were, were pointed to Jesus. So that is an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Well, we've only got a couple of minutes left, Becky. And I did want you to share just a fantastic vision that the Lord gave you about a wave of supernatural healing. Yes, the Lord gave me a vision and it was a supernatural tsunami wave of healing that was hitting the Western world. And he said to me, no longer will people say, why doesn't healing manifest here? A wave of divine healing is overtaking the West. Expect to get wet, were <laughs> his words. He said to me, this wave is different than before. It won't be in isolated locations with pockets of people receiving. He said, this wave will manifest in all places and to all people. Ministers of healing are rising to the top of this wave. I actually saw a map of the United States as he was speaking, and all around the front, along the borders of the United States, I saw this big healing wave. And and I, I know I saw myself coming into the United States. And there were others coming into the United States. And we were ministers of healing. And we're rising to the top of the wave. And he said, not only will we minister healing, but we also will equip others to ride the wave. He said, in this tsunami wave of healing, he said, the blind see, the deaf hear, the mute speak, the paralytics walk, incurable diseases are healed, and the dead rise. He said, and unusual types of miracles are also in this wave, and it has already arrived arrived to the western shores. He said, don't be afraid of this living water. It's what you've been waiting and praying for. This powerful tsunami wave overtakes and heals all who are willing to step in and get wet. And he said it again. He said, be willing to get wet. Well, I'm willing. How about you? (laughs) I know you're willing, Becky. I'm more than willing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know after some of our listeners get your your book and your teachings, uh, they are just going to be amazed at, at how much ministry you have poured into this. So thank you so much for being our guest today on Messianic Vision. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I just want to say once again that the healing creed that's contained in Becky's book is truly, truly a supernatural declaration, and it unleashes the healing power of Jesus over your spirit, your soul, and your body. Well, this is Donna Chavis, and you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our special guest today, Becky Dvorak. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get Becky's brand new book, The Healing Creed, and her three CD teaching series. Sid? Becky Dvorak is the author of The Healing Creed. I want you to get Becky's brand new book and three CD series and start doing the same works as Jesus. So don't miss Becky Dvorak's brand new book, The Healing Creed, and her three CD teaching series. CD's messages include Redeemed from the Curse of the Law, Part 1 and Part 2, and The Truth About Healing. As a special bonus, you'll get a laminated insert for your book or Bible of the Healing Creed, all for an investment of only $35. U.S. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's one 800 447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9456. Once again, that's offer number 9456.